You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. In today's episode, I'm joined by Carly Plowman of Technobird. Now, she is a website designer and SEO specialist. So we're talking all about how to get your e-commerce website found on Google. Let's jump in. So Carly, thank you so much for joining me today. That is my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and chat about SEO, my favorite topic. I'm super excited because this is something that a lot of my community is always asking me about. You know, once we've got our social media going, we've got our ad strategies and things, and then they're like, where else can I get traffic? Oh, Google. (laughs) So let's start with the absolute basics. What is SEO? So in the simplest term possible, and I'm all about simplicity and breaking down people's fears around SEO, right? So SEO is basically just getting found on Google. That is all SEO is ever about. There are lots of like elements to SEO, yes, but at the end of the day, the whole point is to get visibility on Google by the people that you want to find you on Google, your target audience, your target clients and customers. So making sure that you're coming up for the terms and questions and phrases that they might type into Google in order to find what it is that you do or your products or your services. And then not only just coming up, but we then need them to click on your website link and go to your website. Because the whole point is to get everyone to your website and convert, whether your conversion means buying something, downloading something, signing up for something, whatever it is. But without getting you found on Google first, it's hard to get them to your website. Like you can do all the other things like social media marketing and email marketing, but all the point of that is to get people to your website. But SEO wise is more focused on Google because it's obviously the largest search engine in the world and the first place that people usually go to. Yeah, it's funny. We don't even talk about like SEO stands for, for those that don't know, search engine optimization. But really, we're just talking Google because none of the others really matter. Not many people search uh, on any of the other. What is it? Bing, I think, is one of them. Yeah. I can't even think of it. It's all the same on Bing too, though. All the same rules really applied and that doesn't really matter what search engine you use. But, yeah, we talk about Google because it dominates the world. So SEO is basically And SEO, we're talking being found on Google for free, Yeah rather than yep. Google Ads. Well, there's two aspects yep. to SEO and one is paid and one is organic, but my specialty is organic SEO. So that's Awesome, because we love free traffic. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so why should we even care? If someone's like skimming this episode, they're starting to listen and go, oh, SEO, I don't know if I want to know about that. Why should an e-commerce brand care about SEO? You want customers and you want clients and you want conversions and to make money, you've got to care about SEO. That is the bottom line. If you ignore SEO, then 12 months into your business, you're wondering why there's no traffic, why there's no one coming to your website, why no one finds you on Google. That is the number one. It's because you haven't bothered to do any SEO. So if you want to grow your business online, you want an online presence, you want all the things, you want to make money from your website. We love money. Who doesn't? (laughs) 
then you have to care about SEO. And you don't have to do all the things when it comes to SEO. You need to just set foundations, get things set up in your website that Google you know, wants you to set up and have all your keywords and that stuff. Basics is where it's at. Let's get into some of those nitty gritties then. Uh, I put this up for questions on Instagram. So if you are wanting to get involved in these podcast episodes and ask questions of these guests, make sure that you keep an eye on my stories. And I had one come through from Elise from Spruce Craft Co. And she said, if you only have time for one thing, re-SEO, what's the most important thing to focus on? Website optimization, 100%. There is no point in doing all the other things like social media marketing and email marketing and paid ads if you don't have an optimized website. You can send all the traffic there that you like, but if people get to your website and there's broken pages, they can't find a product, your content is too thin, you don't have the right keywords, your images are blurry, all those kinds of things, they are just going to hit that exit button and that's not what you want. So if you do one thing, it is optimize your website, not just for keywords and Google, but for humans as well. Okay. So you mentioned keywords. Let's consider we might have some people that are completely new to SEO. What is a keyword? A keyword is the word or phrase or question that people will type into Google in order to find you, your business, your product, your services. So if... Okay. So Elise's business sells modern cross-stitch kits. So that's a keyword. Not what your mum, your grandma used to make, but like really cool, funky designs, um, so what are some keywords that people could be searching for to come across? Cause I feel like a lot of people get this wrong and they think people are searching for their business name, which is generally not the case if they haven't discovered you yet. Exactly. So modern stitch cross, whatever it was, sorry, cross stitch. <laughs> cross stitch. <laughs> yeah. that's a keyword. Like that is literally a keyword. Obviously you've got to do some research into that keyword and see, if it is something people are searching for or if there is an alternative word or a slight change in the word and figure out if that's the one you should be using, but you've got to start somewhere. So start with that keyword, look at the search volume, look at who else is coming up for that keyword in Google. Are they your competitors? What other keywords are they using? And you have to sort of narrow it down into one keyword per page for your website. So a keyword for your homepage, a keyword for your about page, a keyword for your product pages, well, do a keyword for each individual product and then start from there. Like just get them in there. I think people, a lot of people are too afraid to make the decision on what keyword they should use in case they get it wrong. But you've just got to start somewhere, monitor it, see how it goes. And then after six months, it's not really going anywhere then you can go back to the research and try something else. But yeah, so that's what keywords are basically. Okay, awesome. Uh, We had another question, Kim from Casual Handmade Cosmetic Bags. First she said everything, (laughs) but then she said, no, seriously, how important is it to have your brand name in the title of your product? I, my personal opinion is is that it's super important because you want to associate your product with your business. You don't just want to have your product come up in Google and people not see your brand name as well because the more often they see your brand name come up in Google search results, the more recognizable you become, the more credibility you create, the more trustworthiness you build, 
And if they see that continuously, they'll recognize you and be like, oh, I know that brand because I see it everywhere in Google search, in Google image search, in shopping. So we always want to associate our products with our business wherever we can. So I think it's super important. Okay. So if we're thinking like, say, Tiffany, for instance, Mm So Tiffany's selling a gold ring instead of just putting like 24 karat gold ring or whatever it might be, they would actually put Tiffany 24 karat gold ring and that's what would come up in the search results. Yes, because then you could become recognisable and you create sort of an authority and a brand awareness. That is what it's all about. It's that brand awareness. So the more people see your brand come up in Google search, the more trust they build that I know that brand and I've seen them here and I've seen them there and they're more likely to click on you because you become familiar. So interesting because I totally thought you were going to go the other way with your answer for that. I guess I'm thinking of it as a Facebook ad hat on, the names coming through like dynamic ads and things like that and it pulling up that brand name, taking up space, I guess. Mm -hmm. So is there a limit here depending on like how long their name is? Like, so if we go back to Elise's example, she's Spruce Craft Co. She's got a no drama llama cross stitch kit. Yeah. <laughs> so would she call that no drama llama cross stitch kit or Spruce no drama llama cross stitch kit or Spruce Craft Co. <laughs> no drama llama cross stitch kit? How's that for oh some tongue gosh. twisters? <laughs> I would always put product title, which is your keyword, at the start. And then Ah. your brand name second. And then if there's any room and if this is applicable to your business and it's not for everyone, your location on the end. But that, again, is specific to whether you're trying to target your local area or Australia-wide. But, yeah, it can be tricky. Yeah, so for e-commerce, maybe not as important. But that makes sense now that it's at the end because then we're not taking up that full thing and it's not the first thing that's seen because sometimes there's only a limited amount of space, especially on mobile results. And if the name of the product was always just showing the same thing, like your brand name, then that wouldn't really work. Right, exactly. Okay. It can be tricky Amazing. though, Love depending that. on how long the brand, uh, sorry, the product title is. Like you may have to yeah. sort of shorten it if you can because you only get a certain amount of space before it gets cut off in Google. So it can be tricky and it also is tricky if you've got a long brand name too. So, yeah, keyword first or product title first, then brand name. Awesome. Now, what are some mistakes, some of the common ones that you see some e-commerce brands make when it comes to their SEO? I think the biggest mistake is that they're not optimizing their websites for SEO. Like they're going in and putting up, you know, a fancy, really nice design website, which also plays a role in SEO as well. but A lot of the time when I'm auditing e-commerce brands is that they forget words. They've got on their products. They've just smashed up all their products on the homepage and there's no storytelling. There's no, this is us and this is who we are and this is what we're about. It's just product after product after product. And it can be really off-putting. And I think e-commerce brands really forget that storytelling is super important for websites as much as it is for service-based websites. I love that. I'm yeah. all about brand story because people buy from people. Exactly. So I think, yeah, that's the biggest one for me um, is just the lack of content because we need the words to add in keywords as well. Like keywords don't just go into page titles and image alt titles and, you know, the sort of more technical areas. They also go into the actual words that people read. So, yeah, that's probably the main one that I see. The other one that I see is not adding image alt titles. 
So an image alt title is like the description of your images and this goes for product images as well. Uh, and that's really important to make sure you have proper descriptions of proper alt titles on images so that you come up in Google image search and shopping as well. Also, because Google can't look at an image and look at a product and know what the product is because they don't have eyeballs. They have to, <laughs> they have to read the alt tag to understand the context of the image. And that's where your keywords also get picked up from them as well. So that's a big one. So total waste of time to name your image winter one, two, three, oh. or like, you know, image one, image two, image three. Yes. And I know that it, it can be overlooked easily because it's not, in, especially in Shopify, it is kind of hidden. That alt tag setting is sort of not that easy to find, but it is really, really important to find it. And especially if you have one product with like eight images, you can copy and paste the same alt title for all those eight images. They don't all have to be individual alt titles. So but there's also apps to help that as well. Um, you can download or install image alt title apps that, to save some time. So that helps. Amazing. We might link up some of those in the show notes. Mm. So you could have, for instance, let's go back to our llama, no drama llama. Mm -hmm. Somebody's probably not going to be searching for no drama llama, but they might be searching for, say, llama cross stitch yeah. or something like that. So that would be the alt tag. Yeah, definitely. So the alt tag sort of has to describe the image like as it would to a human and also yep. include the keyword. So if you do your research and the keyword is llama cross stitch, then add that in there. You can also then add more context to it as well. There's no sort of limit as to how many characters or words you can use. Amazing. Now, I obviously am a big fan of Shopify. I love it. Recommend it a lot. So we've just touched on so apps, but what's it like overall for SEO? Like some people say that some platforms are better for SEO than others. Mm. Is there any advantage or disadvantage to using Shopify for SEO? No, not really. Like, like you said, it doesn't matter what platform you use when it comes to SEO. All the platforms have like their own sort of SEO capabilities, I suppose, but they all have the basics and the basics are you know, meta tags, like page titles, meta descriptions, image alt titles, all those kinds of things. So there's no one platform that I think does it better than others. Shopify does make it easier, I feel, in my experience, but Google will never look at a website and be like, wow, that's a WordPress website, so we'll bump that up the Google search results. It this doesn't yeah, exist. Okay. It's the biggest myth. So out they don't there. have a preference. Absolutely not. Has absolutely nothing to do with your Google rankings or how visible you are in Google as to what platform you use. But Shopify wise, I think is one of the easiest ones to navigate uh, in terms of setting up your SEO. There's some great apps and plugins you can use as well. But yeah, it, it is definitely not superior to others. I personally love Shopify as well. It's all I use to build e-com stores. But, you know, WooCommerce is also great. Squarespace has its space. Wix has its space. You know, it just depends really on how big your store is and all the things that you need. Okay, but we like easy to use, so that's totally. good. Now, is there one or two apps that you absolutely love and think that anyone using Shopify should have for their SEO? Yeah, I definitely think everyone who uses Shopify should install a product review app so that people can go oh, in yes. and add 
product reviews to your website because people do rely and trust strangers' opinions on products. So having products with, um, even if it's just like five star or I recommend this product, whatever it is, the ability for people to go and leave product reviews on your actual website is great. And also a Google review widget as well. It's always helpful. I find that when I'm looking at websites and shopping around, if I see that little pop-up come up and say, so-and-so has just bought this, it does something to our brains where we're like, oh, wow, you know, this must be a popular website and must have good products because I can physically see people buying and leaving reviews and that instills trustworthiness and authority authority in a website. So those are probably my two faves. And my third would definitely be, there's a few of them, but image alt tag automator. So if you have a really large site with lots of images and lots of products that have lots of variations, who can be bothered going in and manually typing in alt tags? No one. So you can install an image alt tag app and it you can set the formula and as soon as you upload an image it just automatically adds it for you it's a really really big time saver wow well that sounds really awesome definitely link up to that as well okay let's get serious people are time poor they've been putting off this seo thing for a long time what are three things that they should do as soon as they finish this episode Number one is do an audit on your website because you don't know the health of your website, then you're not going to be able to make decisions or inform decisions based on data and in order to grow your business. So go and have a look at your content. Have you updated it in a while? Could you do any improvements there? Could you add some more storytelling change up your intro, like basic things like that. We often just sort of leave these things and be like, oh, that'll do. And five years down the track, your story's changed, but your website hasn't. And other things I would be auditing is your, like I said before, image alt tags, making sure every image has an alt tag, looking at your URLs. I find this is a big overlooked Mm -hmm. thing because the SEO settings, especially in Shopify, is kind of all the way down the page. And people just sometimes don't scroll away to the bottom and click SEO settings or edit SEO settings. And especially if we are duplicating products all the time, then your URL will default to www.mywebsite.com slash copy of another product. And we don't want that. Yes. (laughs) So that is a big one. People aren't searching for copy of Llama. (laughs) Exactly. So it's really, really important to to do that. Other things I would be auditing is your page titles and meta descriptions. Again, in the SEO settings of each page and each product, um, making sure that you've got an optimized alt title and an optimized meta tag in there. Keywords. What, What is a meta description? So when you Google something and your results come up and your first thing you'll see is the title, which usually has the keyword that you just typed in or the product title or whatever, and then your brand name. And underneath there's a really, really short description um, that explains a bit further what the website is about. And so people will look and read that meta description and that is what convinces people whether or not to click on your website link and go to your website or the next one in search results, in Google search results. So it's really important that you nail those meta descriptions that they're not cut off 
that they read well um, and that you determine the meta description as well. Because if you leave it blank or don't bother typing it yourself, Google will just find any words on your website page and chuck it in there for you. And we don't want that because we want control over what people read in Google search. So those are some few things. What else I would do besides auditing your website? I would go and set up Google Analytics 4, GA4. Yeah, because that is going to be coming into effect in June. So a lot of us have been putting this off. (laughs) So Google Analytics is... um, we had about a year's notice, but, you know, we like to keep things till the last minute. <laughs> so your normal Google Analytics, even if you've got it set up, you now need to upgrade to this GA4. How hard's the process? You know what? It's not been the easiest and I'm not a big oh, no. I know, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of GA4 at all. I think the current Google Analytics is really good. It's easy to use. Why are they trying to recreate it? I don't know. But anyway, they are, and we have no choice but to play their game. What I have noticed recently, though, is that Google Analytics are sometimes doing it for us. So one of my clients... I did see a notice on mine today, actually. I had a play in there and it said, you need to take action by this date or we'll do it for you. And I'm like, oh, what a threat. Thanks. (laughs) You can do it for me. do it for me. No. (laughs) Yes, no. But I don't know that they're going to get to every single person, though. I really can't see that happening. So we're best to just do it ourselves first. There are instructions in there that are somewhat easy to follow, but it depends on your website platform as well and if they're up to date with adding GA4 code and yeah, look, I'm not going to yeah, sugarcoat sure. it. it. It has been a bit tricky, but if anyone needs any help, let me know. I'll see if I can help. <laughs> and Igniter students, there is going to be updated training in the platform for you guys to watch on how to do that, especially if you're on Shopify. Okay. One other thing that comes in with e-commerce a lot is Google shopping results. So we've got our normal search results, but I don't know about you. I tend to use the Google shopping results a lot, especially if I'm looking for something you know, like fashion or something very visual. Mm. So how do we make sure that we show up in those results? Again, it's just doing the basics. It's still making sure you've got your image alt titles, especially very important for shopping because it is image-based results. So making sure your product photos are really good and stand out amongst the rest, making sure that the descriptions of your products are really, really good. I also find that a lot of people sort of neglect adding really robust product descriptions or they just do just basic one-liners and it's just really not enough or it's not enough info for people to make an informed decision on whether or not to buy your product or not. And especially important for Google Shopping because we are reading all the details of all the shopping products that come up when we search because we can't be bothered going through hundreds and hundreds of results. So that is really important to make sure you really nail your product descriptions in shopping. And is this like, do we need to turn on so that we get picked up by Google shopping? Is there like a feed we have to send through or is it just automatic? I am not a Google shopping expert, so I can't really (laughs) answer that question to be honest. I know you definitely have to be a Google merchant, shopping merchant. Like there is an account you have to set up, but they're not just going to automatically pick it up I don't think yeah so yeah but I'm not a hundred percent sure as that's not my my expertise that's (laughs) totally fine I will link up there is a Shopify app that will push your feed over to Google shopping as well so I'll link that up in the show notes for everyone 
Now, there is so much to this topic. You've given us some amazing tips and I'm kind of like itching at the bit ready to go and play with my website <laughs> and like tweak some yes. things and I'm sure other people listening are as oh, well. I love it. But oh, if they want to make sure that they're getting found on Google and they want to find you, where can we find you to find out more? Well, I basically live on Instagram. I am a... <laughs> addict i suppose you would say of instagram so find me over there at technobird you can also come and hang out with me on my website i'm constantly updating my website with new blogs i offer a lot of tips and free advice and how to's and tutorials and whatnot on my website as well as instagram those are the main two places that i hang out or you can send me an email or dm i'm always open to chat Amazing. I will link up to all of those in the show notes today. So make sure that you go and say hi to Carly, ask any questions and uh, yeah, check out her Instagram. She does share some really great tips on there. I'm often looking at your reels and stories and go, oh, I better go and do that. (laughs) Or, oh, I didn't know I could do that. So thank you so much for sharing some with us today. And I look forward to learning even more from you over on the gram. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Do you want to make 2023 your best year ever? Create a thriving e-commerce store with profitable Facebook ads. I'm running a 12-week live round of our award-winning program, Ecom Igniter, where you'll learn exactly how to implement our agency-tested profitable Facebook ad funnel into your business. You won't just learn about Facebook ads. I'll ensure you have everything set up and ready to make the most of them. You know your numbers in your business. You'll get super clear on your audience, create content that converts, have a traffic-ready website ready to turn those browsers into buyers. You'll implement an effective email marketing strategy and then and only then start running our proven ad strategy to grow and scale your online store. So if you want the skills, knowledge and support to be unstoppable in 2023, join the Ecom Igniter waitlist at ecomigniter.com.